Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 20th of April, the 111th day of this leap year of 2020 that has 255 days ahead of us until 2021. Beginning late yesterday evening and peeking into the pre-dawn hours, the Lyrid meteor showers are making their yearly visit. Expect perhaps 10 to 15 meteors per hour in a dark sky the next few nights. Today is the new moon at 10.26 p.m. That is, Tuesday is the new moon at 10.26 p.m. Among countless anniversaries, today in 1906, San Francisco firefighters at long last halted the spread of flames resulting from the earthquake there of two days before, during which at least 700 people were killed and more than 200,000 were left homeless. Today in 1999, two students, Eric Harris and Dylan Kiebolt, wearing balaclavas, marauded through Denver, Colorado's Columbine High School, their high school, firing weapons and throwing homemade bombs, eventually killing 13 people and wounding 24 others before Harris and Kiebold committed suicide. Today in 2010, 40-some miles off the Louisiana and Mississippi coastline in the Gulf of Mexico, the Deepwater Horizon drilling rig exploded, killing 11 workers and causing the rig to sink, which in turn created the environmental disaster of a massive oil discharge into the Gulf, estimated at 5 million barrels. Over this past weekend, deaths globally since the beginning from COVID-19 crossed the 150,000 threshold, and confirmed cases have tallied more than 2,200,000. In the United States, the number of confirmed cases surpassed 650,000, with the total number of deaths exceeding 32,000. In other words, with 21% of the world's human population, we in the United States have 33% of the world's confirmed cases of COVID-19, putting us in first place regarding the coronavirus pandemic. As we might have expected, after five weeks of rhetorical bombardment from upper command posts of one sort or another, we are, for the most part, overwhelmed. Our communications with one another and the ways we now ever frequently go about business may in many cases be virtual, but the fatigue from coping with our alternative cyber lives is real. We know we need to be kind to one another, even when we realize that the stranger approaching us may be that unknowing carrier who positively infects us. Late in the 19th century, German wunderkind philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche warned us about the failure of language, how in its flexibility is also our confusion. We hear much rhetoric, especially political, that seeks to cast us all as warriors in our fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. Maybe we can call it fighting, if resistance is a sort of fighting. One of the major issues, of course, in picturing ourselves as fighters on the stage of Coronageddon is that we have precious few tools with which to wage any offensive whatsoever, so that principally we are in defensive mode. Whenever and however possible, we hide from COVID-19 or otherwise shield ourselves from it. With Nietzsche's fondness for metaphor, we are collectively in our castle keep, trying to remain safe behind the ramparts while the battle awaits us outside our figurative fortifications. 
If we had a vaccine, for example, or an antidote to the virus, something with which we could actually wage war, then we might be making some real strides. But as my grandmother, who survived World War I, the 1918-1919 Spanish flu pandemic, and World War II used to say, if ifs and ands were pots and pans, there'd be more work for the tinker. She had a couple of others in her kit, too. If wishes were horses, beggars would ride, she'd say, and I really liked, if my Aunt Frida looked like my Uncle Carl, I'd have another uncle. Yet we might say the front-line folks, those at the hospitals, the grocery stores, and anywhere else that people are interacting in service capacities to provide us with essentials, are doing battle. Every day they need to battle the parts of themselves which want to stay safely within the castle keep, and still they convince themselves that the equipment and methods they use will protect them against the insidious little bits of RNA that are looking for suitable hosts. In a world fraught with contamination, what we are fighting most is our ignorance of how to effectively cope with so many possibilities for infection. We don't normally think totally about how one thing leads to another or the implacable connections among us. Self-reliance is at odds. Ditto, self-preservation. Still, to survive as individuals, we need to understand how we interact en masse. In 1817, John Keats coined the term negative capability, mentioning it only once in a letter to his brothers. Negative capability, he writes, is when a man is capable of being in uncertainties, mysteries, doubts, without any irritable reaching after fact or reason. At the moment, our uncertainties, mysteries, and doubts seem to know no bounds, and our biggest fight, perhaps, is for the elusive peace of mind that just might offer us a way to the long view. Today is the birthday in 1941 of Ryan O'Neill, in 1949 of Jessica Lange, and in 1961 of Don Mattingly. Now more than ever is the time to keep a sense of humor while keeping our heads, thinking about our center of gravity, not forgetting to breathe, and watching our distances. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the Ides of April 2020.